Thank you for listening to Zero Brightness. If you'd like to support us directly, you can go to patreon.com slash zero brightness. You can also find and interact with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Discord. All the relevant links are at zerobrightness.com. We'll see you out there. The Last of Us. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Um, So we watched The Last of Us TV show. Delph Island. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Every Sunday we'd watch Milf Manor and then Delph Island. Yeah. Well, you said we would go to Delph Island, which was really funny. Right. I could talk about Milf Manor for hours. Man, fuck Milf Manor. Yeah, it got a little, de- it got a little bit too cutesy at the end. No, they just like they drove it off a cliff. It was like they just decided they didn't want to be good anymore. It was crazy. That sucked. Dude. Well, I think they realized they couldn't like, they couldn't like show incest on TLC. Yeah. So if you don't know, Milf Manor. Milf yeah. Man, okay, I get because there's Milf Island. Well, from Milf 30 Island Rock. is the fake show that was on Thirty Rock. Yeah, and then Milf Manor is the real one. Yeah, very fine line. Damn on. right, Milf Manor is a real one. <laughs> <laughs> but Milf Manor is a show where they got a bunch of moms and their sons. Moms? Are they moms? They're well, I allegedly they're milfs. <laughs> one of them straight up looks like a goblin, and she's the meanest one. She's racist. Yeah. Kelly. Yeah, and she looks like a goblin. She does, yeah. She looks like she's wearing a rubber mask. Yeah, she's really scary. And then she's like, stop speaking Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) When she laughs, she like can't move her face and it looks really fucked up. But it's eight mouths in a Mexican villa. But their sons are there as well. But you don't know that? Well, everybody knows they're on a dating show. And then they're like, time to meet the hot young boys that we're gonna try sleeping with and they like lift the screen that separates them and everybody's like no way because it's like the it's like moms and sons yeah which is like very fake because how would they have kept that you know what i mean well yeah i would think like wouldn't some of them or maybe they like staggered the flights but it's like oh weird that we're both going to mexico at the same time (laughs) maybe they just weren't allowed to say anything yeah but wouldn't you think that if, like, a mom and a son who, who like, are as quote-unquote close as those people are, like, wouldn't just let it slip? Right. They wouldn't be like, Yeah, hey, I mean, I, I think where so. where is your dating show? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But anyway, so anyway. The, show, the show is completely insane, and it rocks, or it did rock. Yeah. And basically the whole tension in the show is that these people want to do incest, and they're, like, really towing the line of, like sort of low-key making them do incest. it's like well no it's like they'll do like really sexual things and be like oh my mom is watching but yeah. like be like peeking through like one eye <laughs> to like make sure she's watching <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's very weird and it's very bad, but in like the most amazing way possible, and it's amazing. And then right at the end, they out of nowhere because like the show has no structure there's no challenges there's no host there's they all no get text host. messages because i think nobody wanted to like really be associated with it no no way yeah ryan seacrest is not emceeing that not even no. uh fucking what's his name the guy from wiling out <laughs> nick cannon yeah not even nick cannon wants to be involved with that yeah um he has too many milfs to answer to I yeah think. that's right he's, he's <laughs> alimony <laughs> island <laughs> Um, but right at the end, so like they just, well, like there's no structure to the show, but then they would randomly decide that it needed structure. So like, well, it'd be like if somebody's boring, they're yeah. like, oh, looks like you lost today's challenge. We just made up and you got to go home. Yeah. But then they do that. So they did that once and it was funny because the people they kicked off were legit. Just like, we were really like, boring. who is that? <laughs> the the mom had been on screen like a tiny bit and the son legit had not appeared on screen. Yeah. I can't even picture his face in my mind. I can just because I thought it was really funny. But I can. He was not like, I don't know what his voice sounds like. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like. They did that once and it was funny, but then at the end of the show, they decided to do it with like the whole cast. So basically they made everyone like say who their first pick is. And if you didn't get a match, you got kicked off. And so they got rid of everyone cool, everyone cool. There's only six people left and they're all the worst, like absolutely the worst. And I just immediately lost interest and it was just like, what are you doing? And they... I don't know. It's like it went from like the good kind of insane and uncomfortable to like the bad kind of insane and uncomfortable. Like one lady's ex-husband shows up and he's just like grabbing her ass and it was like really weird. And I was like, I feel like I'm just like at a bar right now. (laughs) Like I'm not even watching TV. I'm just like at a bar. Like, wow, I wish these people would leave. I love it. There's like a lost episode we still need to watch because. Yeah, I watched that. um, Charlene's son isn't in that episode where they choose matches. So I think something happened in that episode where he was like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta find it, though. Yeah. But that was, like, I think that's episode seven. Yeah. So, it's, like, the first seven episodes are pretty banging, and then episode eight, we just shut it off. So, episode nine that aired yesterday would be the last one, and then there may be a tell-all. Or it's over. I'm assuming it's over. It's usually so bad. Even, like, Bad Girls Club can barely do the postseason episode. Yeah, well, I liked the last Bad Clubs reunion, Bad Girls Club. <laughs> oh yeah it was oh violent dude it was like a boxing match yeah, yeah that like was i'll watch a reality show reunion if somebody's gonna get like fucked up yeah but not if they're just like talking yeah for sure anyway uh, so the other show we were watching <laughs> on sunday was the last of us yeah. based on the hit video game the last of us oh ever heard of that yeah yeah <laughs> um we played the first one together mm-hmm uh, and so that's a bit of fun. And then we watched this TV show together. Uh, yeah, so it turns out that if you have a video game that's basically just like a movie, if you turn it into a movie, it's like better. Yeah. <laughs> they probably should have just made it a movie. Oh, careful. What? Don't say it shouldn't have been a game. People are going to come after you. Oh, whatever. I don't want you to get doxxed. I live here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I think it's interesting with the TV show that they didn't change the story at all. They just changed like the context. 
Yeah. And it's just a lot better. Uh-huh. Like, and, and it's been interesting to see people react to it because they're like, I think critical consensus is that it's great and everyone loves it. Yeah, unless you're a homophobe. Right, but like... Yeah, so all the normal people like it. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're some right-wing psychopath, it's like, I don't really think your opinion counts for anything anyway. Like, but... uh, (laughs) What? (laughs) Why did you make that noise? Oh, I was going to say, do you think there's really going to be a second civil war if Trump gets arrested tomorrow? No. I think a lot of people are like over him. Like, yeah. even people, like, from his side, they think he's, like, an embarrassment. Yeah, because he is. He's a doofus. <sighs> I wish he would die. I had to Google what the Civil War was, and I still can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> the North versus the South. Oh, yeah. You know, slavery. It was over slavery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Um, well, now I look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know anything about history. Yeah, yeah, you have a very loose grasp on history. We were talking about this last night. You know what they should do? They should have, like, Duolingo, but for history, and it's um, Pedro Pascal teaching you history, because then I would pay attention. Yeah, for sure. More true. (laughs) He's like a, he's like a, um, he's in Merge Mansion ads right now. Oh, is that like a phone game? Yeah, remember when Kathy Bates was in them? No. Yeah, Kathy Bates was first in the Merge Mansion. Huh. Um, Damn, they got a budget, adds, huh? Yeah, now he is. Yeah, it's like also like not a very good game. Oh. I don't like merge games. Yeah, I don't really play phone games. It's like if you like merge two cans of paint and they become like a brush, and then you have to keep. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> What's the logic? You just like match stuff and it becomes other stuff. You like merge it okay. and then you need to like collect things. <laughs> huh. Okay, saying it out loud is like so embarrassing. What? You like those like phone games? I don't know. I played one that was called like Merge Mayor or something and like mm-hmm. you were the mayor of a town. Yeah. And then you had to like merge like construction tools to build your town. <laughs> <laughs> See, I used to really like playing games on my phone. I haven't for a while. Like, I used to like it, but I would just play, like, normal... Because you can get, this like, normal video games on your phone. Yeah. So I never got into this kind of stuff. Like, time wasters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with, like, Marge Mansion, there's, like, a story. Sometimes you're always, like, renovating your dead relative's house because there's, like, a bad guy trying to buy it, but you gotta, like, preserve your family legacy. Okay. Cool. Anyway. Anyway, um, Pedro Pascal. <laughs> yeah. He's great. Star of the show. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's It's been interesting to see how people respond to the show because they really didn't change anything from the game, but it does feel very different. And I think it's because they filled in all the blanks mm-hmm. and they also like, the cast is insanely good. Yeah. And so I think that like people are almost like shocked by having characters be like likable. Mm-hmm. and like interesting to watch because that's not really a part of the original video game like in the video game joel is such a ham sandwich dude like i just like did not give a shit about him like ellie what do you mean he's a ham sandwich i mean he's just like a bland man with a gun oh you're in the wrong ham sandwich <laughs> <laughs> i'm not big on the ham sandwich i like a good uh cuban sandwich what about a uh, hot ham and cheese no 
That's a no for me, dog. All right. Well, <laughs> um, what were we talking about? <laughs> I, I really need to look into that ADHD. ADHD yeah, for sure. <laughs> No, I was just saying that, like, in the original game, I felt like Joel's just, like, kind of bland. And a lot of the characters are kind of bland. And it's, like, it's like a good story. He's a butthole in the game, I thought. Yeah. Well, and, and like, Ellie is pretty consistent between the two versions. Where, like, she has a lot of charisma. You're kind of, like, rooting for her. Like, she's a little shithead, but you're rooting mm-hmm. for her. She's a little rascal, basically. Yeah, she's uh, a scamp. She's a scamp. She's a capital <laughs> S. She's definitely one of the scamps of all time. Um, but, like, you know, a lot of the other characters, they're just not, like, that interesting. The story is interesting. And, like, Ellie yeah. is kind of, like, the heart of, the, of it. And everything else just kind of happens. But, like, in the show, I think, like, casting Pedro Pascal, who's just, like, super charismatic and fleshing out his character more, mm-hmm. that's, like, a huge change. And it's interesting to see how people feel like that, you know, changes the show or changes mm-hmm. the story or something. Because, like, it doesn't really. It just... They're basically showing you what it would be like if it was just, like, fully written. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and I, like, don't get... A lot of people were really pissed off and considered a lot of stuff to be filler episodes. Yeah, which But is, it couldn't have been, like, fucking... What was it? Seven or eight episodes? Mm-hmm. Like, an odd number, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Maybe seven or eight. Oh. Um, but it's, like, you really just want to watch... A video game? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, what the fuck? That's, so, the thing going into it that I was kind of wondering, like, what they would do is that in the game, there is a lot of shooting. There's a lot of action yeah. and violence. And, like, that's kind of, like, it's purposeful in the game because, like, I think we talked about this in the original episode on the game, but, like, it's made by Naughty Dog, who were most famous for Uncharted before they made The Last of Us. That's just, like, the grossest name, by the way. Naughty Dog? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't like it. Yeah. Their logo also looks like the logo for Boxer Beer. It's really ugly. Stupid. Anyway. Uh in that they were most famous for making uncharted and uncharted you know at some point people started to question like why are you able to kill like a billion guys in this game like it's kind of absurd because it's like this sort of lightweight fantasy or not fantasy like adventure tale like indiana jones and it's like why does he just murder like a billion (laughs) people and so they kind of purposefully made the last of us as an answer to that so it's like a game that's hyper violent but then like the game questions that violence. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people miss the point of that game, in my opinion, because I felt, and we talked about this too, but like, I felt like the point of that game is that there isn't actually a villain. Like, it's really just a road story. And at the end, <clears throat> Joel makes a choice. I guess I should say it's like spoilers, but like, why are you listening to this if you haven't? You know yeah, I mean? don't it's be like, a fucking nerd. Yeah. Just you, say the ending. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's like, at the end of the game, well, we'll talk about it later. I, I, <laughs> you, we should start every time we do an episode. Um, I'll spoil one movie that's currently in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> oh, you thought this was safe? <laughs> this is not a safe space, listener. <laughs> well, that'd be so funny. <laughs> To write a new Demon Daddies theme song and like you sing a spoiler <laughs> over the theme song. <laughs> oh man. 
Oh God, that's so funny. Um, I was imagining you like, we're going to go see John Wick this weekend. I'm just imagining yeah. you like spoiling John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. In- he fucking rocks. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like, okay. So in the game, The Last of Us, there isn't a bad guy. It's really just like a road trip where these two people are trying to survive. They make a bunch of choices to stay alive, including killing a fuck ton of people. And then when they get to the end of it, Joel basically makes a choice out of his own, like part partially out of trauma and partially out of his own, just like selfish wants. Yeah. And he ends up being the bad guy. Like the villain of The Last of Us is Joel. You yeah. know what I mean? And it ends on this really weird indeterminate ending because Ellie suspects that he did what he did, but she's not sure. And so it's like, oh, is this a bad guy? And that in that moment, she's basically like a proxy for the audience. Like, yeah. oh, this guy I think is a bad guy, but I'm also not sure because I've kind of gotten like attached to him. And like, that was cool in the game that that story had all that violence in it because it was supposed to be a response to video, not just video game violence generic. It's like video game violence made by the people who made the game. You know what I mean? And so that was cool. But then when you put it into a TV show format, that message is not going to land. No. There's no way to do that. And if you made it hyper-violent, it would just come across like torture porn. And it would be fucking boring. And it would be boring as shit. And so instead, like, the story is the same. The themes are the same. Even the ending, which is what I was really curious about, it's the same, and it lands just as hard. All they need to do is have one scene where Joel looks really fucking bad. Where he's, yeah. like, walking around killing all those guys. And it's like, oh, my God, he's, like, a psychopath. Like, he's super evil. Is that what I was supposed to take away from that? <laughs> no, you were like, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I just felt like they did it really well because, like, you you only need a handful of scenes like that yeah, to make that point land. As opposed to, like, an entire game's worth of shit. Mm-hmm. And so I I personally felt like all the stuff still landed and a lot of it landed better because you actually cared about the characters. And like, yeah, the quote unquote filler was just them showing you who these characters are. Yeah. I think that um, Nick Offerman episode is going to like, they're going to win so many awards. Yeah, for sure. For that episode alone. I mean, that that episode rocked. That was so fucking good. Yeah. I've like never cried like that at a tv show i don't think yeah that was insane but you know what's even crazier is that i don't know if you remember this from the game but like that is like a throwaway side character that has one scene in the game yeah. and his partner is not in the game mm-hmm. just off screen yeah like they reference it but it's that person is off screen and it's just That's like nice. damn you made like the one of the best hours of tv well yeah and i of, think like, it's nothing. also like like, I'm just so sick of, like, I just read that they're remaking Faces of Death. Which which is really what? irritating to me. I know. Don't. I can't go down this road again with you. But, like, <laughs> um, like they're remaking it. And I feel like nobody can make original stories anymore. Yeah. But watching that episode, The Last of Us, it was just so refreshing. Because it's like, oh, you guys wrote this whole ass story with no real base material for it. Yeah. And it's like, maybe people still do yeah know how to do that well and i think it was cool as someone who enjoyed that game and who's played both games like it was cool to see them 
go back and actually write in all the stuff that's like missing from the game. Because mm. like, I didn't feel it too much with the first game that there was like material missing, but in the second game, I think there's a lot missing. And there's just a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense because they didn't like write character motivations and development into the plot and instead they just replaced it with like endless like shooting uh -huh. but like watching the tv show you realize like how much stronger the story is when you actually put those things in there like one major theme that i think is kind of missing from both games is like the character's inner thoughts and like mental states Cause like all these characters have PTSD. All these characters are like massively traumatized by all the fucked up shit they've seen and done to like survive in this like hell world. And for some reason, the games were just like so content to just like let the player imagine that. And I thought that it was actually really cool in this show that they like show it to you. Like in the first fucking episode or the first or second episode, I mean, Joel like freaks out cause he thinks about his daughter and like kills a dude. And it's like, oh yeah, that is good writing because we kind of understand where he's coming from. And then when the end happens and he freaks out and he kills a whole bunch of guys to make sure that Ellie doesn't die, it makes sense. Like we understand his motivations. Like even if you don't agree with it, or you don't think it's like a good thing for him to do, like you understand why it happened as opposed to like it feeling a little, stuff like that in the games feels a little bit like a non sequitur. And it happens in both games. In the first one, like, Joel just kind of snaps, and then the second one, Ellie snaps also. And it feels kind of weird and out of nowhere. Like, you're supposed to be, like, some weird, like, Reddit dweeb who's, like, piecing all this stuff together. And it's like, well, actually, in this scene, you can see, yeah. you know? And it's like, no, I'm... This is already a movie. Just show me the damn movie. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So, I don't know. I thought that was, like, my favorite part of the show was that they actually referenced that, like... These characters have PTSD. These characters like freak out. These like they're dealing with shit. And I thought that was like really good writing. My favorite part was all the hiding. <laughs> I love it when people are really good at hiding. Yeah. Like when when Ellie hides in the wall. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Um, also, it had Melanie Linsky, which I think is a huge selling point for me personally to watch anything. Yeah. The most important thing to come out of The Last of Us is the Mel Nielinski revival. Yeah. That was kind of already going because of Yellow Jackets. Yeah, I feel like she's she's in everything. Do you know that she's like... I think she's from New Zealand. Have you no. ever seen an interview with her? No. She has an accent. That's crazy. Yeah. She does that Midwestern voice. Yeah, she's so good. That's um, wild. Also, I read that uh, Jason Ritter... John Ritter's son. That's mm. who she's married to. Okay. And he was a um, a clicker in that last episode, like the episode where she dies. Oh, that's funny. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That episode is awesome. That was crazy. You know, it also was so disgusting and so many, so many people were uh, super horny for that big creature yeah. that came out of the that's ground. That's so gross. If something like that ever happens, like we're all dying immediately. Yeah. Just because, like, monster fuckers are going to... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People are going to be, like, running Ooh, towards that daddy. monster's fucking spread eagle, and you're dead. <laughs> you're dead. I just, like, I thought of that episode... It didn't even have a face. Yeah. What the fuck? 
dude. I don't understand. Don't ask me. I don't understand. That episode was crazy because we watched it and I was like, I loved it. Because first of all, Melanie Linsky's in it. Second yeah. of all, great, like great setup for an episode of a show that's a road story. Like they're driving oh. along, they go into a town to try and find supplies. They get ambushed. They have to ditch their car, kill, like survive an ambush, and then try and get out of the city. It's like, oh man, that's so fun. That's so cool. And then the episode is like very tense and scary and fucked There's up. There's tons of hiding. Tons of hiding that in that one. And then it climaxes in a scene that is taken exactly from the video game where Joel's up in the house with a sniper yeah. rifle and he's like covering, you know, the, his companions mm -hmm. while they run. Like that is literally taken exactly from the video game. And then it ends with like something that's not in the video game, which is like Melanie Linsky and her crew showing up and then the big guy popping out of the ground and the hordes of clickers. Yeah. And that was fucking cool because there's no hordes in The Last of Us. But you know what's really scary in zombie stuff? Hordes. Hordes! It's the scariest fucking thing about zombies, dude. Like... That is so fucked. I'm so scared of zombie hordes. That's why I like that game. Uh, <laughs> what? I just, just like kind of sounds like, like I said zombie. Like you said whores. zombie hordes. I'm yeah. like that's so rude. I'm also scared of zombie hordes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I really like Days Gone because there's hordes. Yeah, they're and big they're on hordes. Huge. Um, just stacked hordes. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm the monster fucker. Yeah. I'm trying to get into that Reddit mindset. Ugh. Oh, did anyone see that big guy on Last of Us? It made me want to throw up. Yeah, it's really gross. It's really gross. Something about it just. <sighs> no, this is a no. It made me feel. I don't like feeling like people are sinners. <laughs> like I hate like having that thought. <laughs> <laughs> You're suddenly like misbehaving. Yeah. But I saw people thirsting for this fictional mushroom man, and I was like, you are all sinners. No, mm, oh, you saying like that. <laughs> you are sinning. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, it's really fucking Disgusting. gross. But like, anyway, that whole end scene was so cool, and it was such an interesting mix of like stuff that is directly lifted from the game and stuff that's new. Yeah. And I was like, that's great, good job. And then I go online, and the first thing I see is like an op-ed that's like, as a fan of big monster guys, I felt like the one in this episode just didn't have the weight and impact that I want from a big, and I was like, what? You go about your day thinking of yourself as a fan of big monster guys? Like, people think it's annoying when you're, like, as an Arab or, like, you know, as a whatever. But it's, like, at least, like, I actually am an Arab. Like, what the fuck? A fan of big monster okay, guys. Okay, wait. So you're fuck saying you. that person was not a fan of big monster guys? It's not a thing you can be. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Because it sounds like it is. <laughs> just but, kidding. You know what I mean? It was yeah. just, like... Shut the hell up. Like, yeah, I tried not to read what? anything about it because I simply did not care and I didn't want it to be ruined for myself. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't, I tried not to as well, but some of them were just so absurd that I like, I had yeah. to click. Like, I'm pretty good at suppressing that urge, that mm -hmm. like, not staring into the void thing. But like, sometimes it's like, 
no, I have to. Like, yeah. I have to know what this creepy monster fucker has to say. Yeah. And I know it was definitely instant regret clicking, but what are you going to do? I, so I didn't, I tried not to read anything. I read all the Melanie Linsky interviews just because I love her, but I didn't really read anything about that show. But then my, my feed on TikTok just became infiltrated with just endless Pedro Pascal videos. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because it's connected to my, like, my HBO account is my email address. So yeah. For everything. For sure. Isn't that weird? He deserves it, though. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I haven't seen him in anything else, and now I want to because he's so good. He's like, so pleasant. I mean, both of the leads are insanely good. Yeah. They, like... They, they were both on Game of Thrones together. That's why I didn't uh, know who Bella Ramsey was. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Pedro Pascal obviously did such a good job. I mean, that, but this is another thing, too. Like, I saw op-eds and shit where people are like, they're too likable. And it's like, no, <laughs> no, it's good. Like, it's Well, how it's could good. you even fucking, like, if they were unlikable on a TV show, you wouldn't care if they got murdered. Like, yeah. the stars of the show have to be likable. I think some people kind of misunderstood, like, the kind of grimness of the original game. And they like they they didn't understand that like the characters can be likable and it can be just as grim because that TV show is grim as fuck. It's like the most depressing shit I've ever seen. But like it does have two very likable leads and like they do a great job and they also like redefine the characters in a really cool way where like, you know. I feel like Ellie is simultaneously more unhinged and insane, but also like more likable. Those two things coexist. I was a little freak on that show. I love yeah, it. yeah. Like that character is just way more unhinged. I feel like, but also yeah. like more likable, um, because they're just like so weird and funny, and yeah. they just do so much weird, funny shit that you're like, okay, like I, yeah. I like that you're such a goblin. Mm-hmm. But then it's the same with like you know Pedro Pascal and Joel, where it's like. It's not that different from the game, but just making him more likable and giving him a little bit more charisma sells the whole thing so much more. And then it also, like, it makes those tragic moments more tragic. So, like, in the game, when he just goes and shoot and, like, murders a doctor, just point blank shoots the dude, it's not really shocking. It's kind of like, it's the whole event is a twist, you know? Like, you don't expect it to happen. Um, but it's not shocking. In the show, it's, like, shocking. Like, you, like, jumped when yeah. he just fucking iced that dude. Yeah. And it's, like, it. that's appropriate. It's it's a shocking moment because, like, you've seen this character soften. You've, you've become attached to them. You kind of have this whole thing with them. And then, like, they just are, like, a psycho killer. And it's, like, oh, that's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I thought it was weird... I don't know. I guess I always, when I watch stuff like this, I'm just like, oh, what would I do in that situation? And when people were like, Joel's a bad person. He killed so many people. I wouldn't, I mean, I would see on the world and it's me or some guy and some guy has something that I want to live. I, he ain't walking out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Get real. <laughs> 
Yeah. Are you going to be fucking caroling? No. I'm going to be blasting. I'm going to be taking all the beans on earth. <laughs> blasting for beans. <laughs> Roll that beautiful bean. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I would probably try to figure out how to shoot a gun with my feet so I could just lay down and kill three people at a time. <laughs> Wait, you're laying down, you're not standing and shooting? No, I want to be comfortable. <laughs> oh my god, what? I would be shooting one person with my left hand, one with my right hand, and what I would probably you... need both my feet to shoot a gun. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> what about toes? Hmm? Yeah, I would need all ten toes for one gun. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I ain't got that kind of dexterity. I'm thinking two guns with the toes, but... um, That'd be wild. Yeah, I mean, I think that's another cool aspect of the show is it kind of changes like the morality of the whole thing because like i do think that it's supposed to be at a base level the story is supposed to be morally gray and that's something that's really hard to do like i don't think the second game does it well because they overcomplicate the story and they end up making the heroes all look like um like genocidal freaks uh but like i think the original game it's supposed to be somewhat morally gray so that you understand where the characters are coming from. You understand every decision they make, but like you also understand that it's not like quote unquote right, you know? Like Well, I also think that we've learned firsthand that when there's a world crisis, survival is not a group effort. Right. Ultimately, it's not going to be a group effort. Right. And that's why I think I would be trying to kill three people at once yeah, yeah, yeah with your feet and all that yeah yeah because they're not gonna help me well yeah no and i mean i think that's kind of the stance of the game and then it's just kind of like an exploration of that theme and also like how people who you perceive as like good can do really fucked up bad things yeah you know what i think i would actually do if i were in that situation what lie about being a doctor uh, and just have people like protect you. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. a doctor. Doing hack job surgeries on people. Uh, doing like fake surgeries and being like, I'm sorry, the pressure's too much. <laughs> I actually just like don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, carry me back to my quarters. <laughs> You're getting carried around. Yeah. <laughs> Fans. Because I'm holding a gun with my feet. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're so bad at surgery, Uh because you're trying to do it while, like, (laughs) half sitting up with a gun. gun in both hands. (laughs) You have a gun in one hand, a scalpel in the other, and then a gun on your feet. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, one leg is, like, laying over the patient's legs. Wow. Wow, you're gonna have a cool time in the <laughs> the afterworld. What do you think we would actually do though if there were an outbreak like that? I think about stuff like that all the time. Um, I would kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> this topic comes up on the show every time and I always bleep it out. What, that I, d- I would kill myself? No, no, that what you would do in this situation. Because I know what I would do and I don't want other people to know. My mom's plan is if there's ever zombies, she's gonna climb a brick building, or she's gonna go into a brick building because they won't be able to. <laughs> she's she thinks that if a zombie tries to climb brick, it's a hands will fall. <laughs> I mean that's not bad. Isn't that so? Funny? 
I mean, it's funny, but it's not She's like, like really thought about it. Your mom loves zombie shit. Yeah, she does. Monica's mom has literal piles of zombie movies, like DVDs, <laughs> or she did in her old place. Oh, she's so Now crazy. she like shares a place that's a little more buttoned up, but. She's so crazy. Yeah, your mom rocks. Uh, yeah, she does. But she really loves zombie stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She gave us a pile of zombie movies, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, she'd be in a brick building. Yeah. I would kill myself in my bed. Oh, cool. <laughs> <that's> what... <laughs> I went, I went being a, I, I don't need that heat. <laughs> I mean, I've always had the same idea. I'll say it again. And I'll bleep it out. I feel like I should know your plan. Okay, fine. Basically, <laughs> what you do is. That's why I don't tell people my plan because it's really fucking good and I don't okay, want to Okay, but know you it. know that if this were to ever happen, everybody who's actively listening to a video game podcast would not do that but i'm saying why wouldn't i hedge my bets because what if the one person does and they kill me well it'd probably be me well i hope we're on the same team we are so chill out <laughs> <laughs> well that's what i'm saying i'm telling you but i'm not telling all them that that was all just bleeped out you know what i would be afraid of what uh myself thinking that the zombie apocalypse had arrived and i do all that stuff <laughs> and it's just sunday <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see that's a good concept for a movie <laughs> i should i might need to bleep that out well no because i just copyright copy copyright monica colsaw copyright monica colsaw the year of our lord 2023 coming soon zombie dave That'd be funny. Or no, that wouldn't be funny. That'd be scary. Yeah, it'd be like a horror movie. I was going to say my other idea. My story idea. The one where... All right. Well, we're backstage at the uh, <laughs> at the fuck fest. <laughs> so you'll probably hear some rock and roll in the background. Oh, yeah. Or... Alternately, I've covered it up with uh, lo-fi hip-hop beats to relax and study to, which is <laughs> might have to just go the whole time to cover up this uh, this atrocity that's occurring behind I us. I mean, that's probably the between songs that they played live, you know? Oh, they just, right. They throw right, that right. on. Yeah, with of like, course. With like, uh, you know, people talking over it, like Charles Bukowski talking <laughs> oh, over no. some fucking garbage like that. <laughs> Yeah, well, if you're not familiar with math rock, then I envy you, and you should just stay stay pure. Math <laughs> rock emo core, whatever this is. <laughs> power that, emo. Yeah, power emo, that's what it was. <laughs> Do you guys even listen to power emo, or are you cowards? <laughs> I've had many periods in my life where I make really bizarre, like, aesthetic decisions. I might even be in one right now. I <laughs> yeah, you don't know until <laughs> you later. Don't know that's, until. The, that's the fun part. <laughs> I did see, I was recording a bit, so we're in... We're in I think I alluded to this. We're, we're in the practice space right now. We're in our practice space, we're right? Deep, we're in the practice hole. We're right in the now. practice hole. And I sometimes record bands here. And I was recording a band here the other day. And the drummer took a picture of me. Well, shout out to the Symptones. That band is cool. And the drummer took a picture of me with like a Polaroid. And he's like, oh, this is a pretty good shot. And it's just like me leaning against an amp. And I was like, this looks like it's from the 80s. Yeah. Like I just looked straight out of the fucking <laughs> 80s. And I was like... 
Wait, am I accidentally doing like era cosplay or like? Yeah, that's the 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 medium definitely is the message. Right. You know. Yeah. In that case, yeah, the Polaroid definitely does something to you. Yeah. You're like, oh man. Oh, speaking of the medium is the message. I, I can segue this Hell yes. into the Last of Us. Hell yes. Because that's what we're here to talk about. Last of Us TV show. Yeah. If you, in case you're confused, <laughs> streaming now <laughs> on HBO. Whatever plus it's Max, called, plus double, Max, double, plus Showtime, yeah. Skinamax, Spice. It's uh so one thing uh, I was gonna note that um, this is like what they used to call prestige TV. I think they still call it that. Do they? I, I feel so. like I feel like that's Sopranos shit, uh, but maybe that's maybe not. Hey, we love the <laughs> Sopranos though. Yeah. Hey, we love, cool. hey, forget about it. Yeah, the. And like, I feel like, so I watched this twice. um, And I watched it the second time with my fiance. And I liked it better the second time. Because I was kind of like, you know, you know how when you watch something with someone, you kind of experience it through their eyes or whatever. Um, And she was super into it. And it took me a long time to get her to watch it. (laughs) So it felt like a victory when she was into it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just like, it just translates really well to that the format of like an HBO show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, that's kind of my like short cut to the chase. Like it's good. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really good actually. I think, you know, watching this show and playing games that have come out recently, I kind of realized that we might be in like a golden era of adaptations and remakes. Just because like, I think for a long time, adaptations and remakes were like minefields because you just didn't know if it was going to be good or not. There's so many things that can go wrong. Yeah. And I feel like we're entering this era where like they're kind of just good now because the people who make them have figured out what works. And I I think that, you know, I'm thinking specifically of obviously this show, The Last of Us, and I'm thinking of the Dead Space remake, which we covered prior, and then I'm thinking of the Resident Evil 4 remake, which will be like the next episode after this one. Yeah, there's been, sounds like there's been some bangers recently. I, the, They're all bangers. Yeah, I, I, do, I, I think we're, do you think we're at the beginning of this era, or do you think we're in the middle? Like, how, how I think, deep I think, into the era? I think we're in the beginning of it, because I think that what, what all these things have in common in my eyes is that they're a remake that doesn't fundamentally change what the work is. So they sure. don't they don't really go that deep into what it is, but all of the details have been changed. All of the things that fill out the space have been changed. Yeah. And I think that's the strength of The Last of Us. Cause like the game and both games really are kind of like underwritten in a sense. Like in a way that works in the first one, I don't think works in the second one, but like <laughs> that's a whole other com- fucking conversation. Oh, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. I, guess. I want to talk about the second okay, one. Okay, all right. I love to. But like, that's the thing is like, I hated the second game, but now having watched this show, I'm like, I hope they do that story in this show. Because I. Yeah, me too. I think they could actually do it. Because like, they can fix it. They can fix it. They, if they're. If they come at it with the right, if they realize the mistakes that they made in it, they yeah. could fix it. Yeah. Um, and I, I think there's that. We'll get there. We can. We don't have to go there yet. <laughs> but because I got, I got some note. I got some studio notes. Oh hell yeah! Let's yeah. do that shit, dude. Yeah, but but yeah, the first focusing yeah. on the first one, um, the remake. I mean, not the remake. 
they've remade that game like <laughs> three times already. Yeah. I dude, I I have two copies of it. I don't think I kind of want to get the third, like the the PS5 update. Yeah, because it's I'm it's curious. such a good game that you yeah. know I I'm, I am curious and it's a good game. Um, but the fact that like they're it's just like Grand Theft Auto Five where they're just like or Skyrim they're just putting it out over and over and over again. Right. It's like. Damn, you're making me buy the same thing over <laughs> and over again. It's pretty ingenious, but yeah, the show, um, the show. I think you're right. You get, you're onto something with the underwritten point. Uh, the show is the game. Some people say the game is more subtle in some of the like messaging, and I don't know if that's the case. I think that it's a case of them, the two different mediums, just being different. And yeah. like with TV, um, some of those like emotional things that might just happen while you're playing the game. Uh, the fact that you're just kind of together with the other character and you're forming a bond. Um, they had to make that explicit in the show. Yeah. So like one of the differences that people have pointed out or that I would point out is that in the show, uh, he basically tells Ellie, you know, you're the reason why I've like want to live again, basically or found yeah. purpose. He, I don't think he ever says that in the game, right. but you know, you know from playing the game, just, just because you're connecting with those characters right. that that's happening. Yeah, where they yeah. where they spell it out in the in the show, and I think I think they should have spelled it out in the show because it was a it was like a moment. It's like a beat, you know. Like shows have more have like beats like that than yeah. like a game does. Right. Um, and I, I think it you know it makes you know where you're doing something episodically. It's like okay, we we had a moment like that, and that carries on into the next moment more so because right. you don't have as much time as the game where you're stretched out way more yeah yeah well and i think too that it's like the last of us was such a video game i think that like everyone including myself gave it some shit for like obviously wanting to be like a movie or a hbo tv show which is why it's also really funny that it's like an hbo tv yeah. show now. and and that's true but in truth, I think, or at the core of it, it really was a video game. Like, you spend so much time doing video game shit. Like, you're searching for items or shooting yeah. guys. That's what yeah. you're doing, and that's, like, so much of the game. And I think that that really impacted the writing and the storytelling a lot because so much of it just has to be sandwiched in between the cracks mm. of, like, what's going on in the game. And I think what was effective in the game was that it ended up being kind of a game about violence in video games. Yeah. Like that was my read on it was that like you're these this company makes games that are hyper violent. They're known for making these uncharted games where you have the same um kill count as like um whatever the fucking Charles Bronson movies. Oh my god, what are they called? Oh, um now you're making me blank. Fuck. <laughs> well, these Charles Bronson movies yeah, where he's like yeah. out for revenge. And yeah, like, yeah. The third one, I remember, he kills like the most guys that have ever been killed in a movie until all like, 70s punks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is like in a store, like an open air storage. Just lots of flannel. <laughs> yeah. Just, just killing punk rockers. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But like, you know, it's like they're doing that, right? Like that's what Uncharted was, except it was supposed to be like a fun, lighthearted Indiana Jones thing, except Indiana Jones is like 
a mass murderer. <laughs> and so then they made- He wasn't killing Nazis. It, it, no. was, it, wasn't, it wasn't good people on both sides. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like, th then they made this game like interrogating that whole idea, which is The Last of Us. And so I think that was kind of the power in the game is that like, there actually isn't an antagonist in that game. There, there aren't even really bad guys. There are a bunch of people who are working for their own interests. And I guess the point that game makes is that that's also you. Like oh, Joel yeah. isn't a hero. He isn't even a good guy or a good person. He's just another person acting in their own interests. And like, that's a pretty interesting concept. And that's kind of what lands in that game. And that's why like making it such a video game works for the story. But then when you kind of transpose it to another medium that's all about story, there isn't anything else, right? Like there's not, you're just watching the story. You realize how much they had to add in to make it work. And that's like, I think they did a super good job with filling out all those details. And that's what all that stuff was. So like when people were like, oh, this episode's filler, that episode's, it's like, no, no, that's like, they're telling you the story. Yeah, I, ne I never got the impression that anything was filler. No, no. The, the, and like the one the one episode, obviously, that people are going to point to is the Bill and Frank episode. Yeah. And they call it, it's calling that filler is like, come on. You're an asshole. Yeah, I like, mean, well, for sure. What the heck? Like, I watched I watched yeah. the Ben Shapiro review <laughs> <laughs> of that episode. It was amazing. I mean, I love that he's like, I'm a film critic. He's like, a, apparently, he's a failed screenwriter. Oh, That's yeah. where all the resentment comes yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's written a book. Like, he wrote yeah. basically his version of the, uh, the Turner Diaries. Oh, very <laughs> like, nice. Like, <laughs> That's apparently the dirty secret of all those, um, like, brain-dead right-wing commentator guys is they're all failed actors or failed like screenwriters or something like they all like got spat out by the Hollywood system and so now they're just like super super hurt about that and also like desperate to be on camera yeah anyway let's let's back off the Shapiro <laughs> train I don't want to go well, down that yeah road. I mean we, we brought this, so Monica and I also talked about this and that'll be I think another segment in this episode and it's, it's really short but I even brought that up and I was like, I don't even want to give people the time of day who are just like bigoted right-wingers who are like, fuck this show. But like, I did think it was interesting that I saw a fair amount of like good faith criticism of this show that still felt like it was from people who kind of didn't get it. Yeah. They're like, I didn't like that they changed this or that. Or like, why is this episode like yeah, this? And I it's, mean, it's like, dude, it's a different medium. They had to change. I'm shocked at how little they did change. And that's why I was kind of getting it earlier. It's like the whole structure and what happens is exactly the same. Yeah. They didn't, even the ending, they didn't well, change a single uh, fucking thing. Yeah, I feel like you'd, I mean, you'd be a fool to change the, the like, basic bare bones skeleton of the story because it's so strong, you right, know? Right. And so they knew, they were like, all right, we can't, we can't mess that up. Right. And the, the, the things they did, they did cut, they did add, um, you know, I, I have my little, like, you know, things that, that I could tweak on it, you know, with the Bill and Frank stuff. It's like, it could have, they could have had the part in the game where Frank leaves and Bill's upset. And, right. but you could have had Frank come back and not have died, you know? And then they could have like reunited. And I, I feel like then you could have seen like a little bit more like game uh, of Frank or Bill. I mean, not, yeah, not, yeah, not Frank, Bill. Yeah. Um, seen that kind of side of him and, and had, you know, uh, Joel and Ellie 
run into him when he's like at his lowest yeah. and then have like the cathartic end where it's like, you could have had that love story still, right. but I, I'm not going to criticize how they did it because they told a really good story in right. that episode. And it's not like for me to come in and be like, well, I would have tweaked this just a little bit right. because you know, adaptations are super hard and they did something that was super successful with that episode. So to, to like criticize them, I think is way overreaching. Cause if you look at, you know, um, kind of the media landscape. It's like, take the W, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much crap. Yeah. And like, so if it's well written, just just take it. Like, yeah. Well, I think too, it's just like, it's a better story than the one in the game. It's a much stronger story. Do you think so? I think so. And okay. I think a lot of that comes down to, once again, it's like they didn't change the, the skeleton, the outline, but the characterization and the tone is really different. And like, I think the changes they made to Joel and Ellie are so good. Cause Joel in the game is just a plank of wood. I don't give a shit about Joel. He's so flat. And like, this is even a problem, especially a problem in the second game, but it's also in the first game where like, they don't interrogate his state of mind at all. Not even a little bit. And when I, when I knew the show was gonna be good, is that like the end of the first episode? when they actually show him having like a PTSD flashback and then freaking out and killing that dude. I was like, fucking finally, because for some reason, these games are terrified to suggest that people who live through an apocalypse might have PTSD. They'll just like dance around that like, oh no, these people are maybe having mental issues, but we can't say it. Ooh. Yeah, and it's just like, what are you doing? This is literally the whole point of this fucking story. Is that like these people are fucked up from this thing they've experienced and it's like perpetuating all this horrible shit in their lives. Yeah, and that's a, that's another moment where they they d definitely are not being subtle. Yeah. And it's like it works and it's, it's better. And it's better. It's, it's a, better. more of a moment. It's like a way huger like more huge moment than the game because that happens in the game and you're like, "All right, they escaped." You yeah. know, they like they he, you know, I don't remember exactly what happened. I think he still beats the crap out of him, right? Right. But it's not as impactful. No. It's, it, and it's it's like, the thing is that like, I'm trying to like, how, like, how do you define subtlety? Because I feel like a problem that people who really like video games have is that they're so into like lore and details and things like that, that like they've just become accustomed to picking everything out and then like going on Twitter and being like, oh my God, I can't believe this tiny detail I found. And then it's like, that's not a detail. That's like a thing you made up. And then like when you when you actually put something in the story and make it text, that's when it actually becomes part of the text. And I feel like the, the games have a big problem with that. The other problem is that the games have long sections of time when it's just gameplay. Yeah. So if things are too subtle, they just kind of bleed into the gameplay aspect of it. And you kind of just don't, they just don't land as part of the story. For sure, for sure. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that. I mean, the video game-ness of it is that like you're reading all these notes, right? Mm -hmm. And kind of a uh, something that I noticed going back and kind of considering the ending of, of the show versus the game um, was looking at something that I don't know if they intended to do this, but I was looking online and a lot of people kind of had the same um, thoughts or reactions I did, there's a part in the ending where you can find notes. And there's a note that you can find that talks about um, other patients 
uh, or I can't remember if it says patients or test subjects, something like that. And it basically says that we did all these trials, none of them worked. And because of the way the note's written, it's kind of ambiguous and it's kind of using you know, scientific jargon, um, that it's a little confusing because you don't know if they're saying patients as in people that have the immunity or if it's just people that are infected, right? Right. And so there was a little bit of ambiguity there. And I think that that was like, I don't know if they intended that or, or what they meant to do, but there was a confusion there where you could, you know, people are going to try and justify Joel's actions. And you could use that to justify his actions. Be like, well, they already did this a bunch of times. It didn't work. Um, so what he's telling Ellie is true and all that. And it's so crazy because I like literally saw a comment that, you know, people were arguing about it. And somebody said, no, if you look at it, if you actually read the note, um, you know, it's a little bit more clear that, that when they say patients or uh, when they, they're talking about infected, they're not talking about people there, other people that are immune. And the person's comment was just basically, I don't care. I felt Joel's feelings and this feels right. And I don't, I think they might've patched the game so that now it doesn't say that. It's just, it was the most insane thing. I was just like, this is a microcosm of like everything wrong with yeah. our reality is that you're like, you felt a way when you saw a thing. And then now you're like, the developers must've patched it because I know Joel and he wouldn't yeah. do that. You know, it's just like, well, what the fuck? And that's the thing with... I saw it happen twice. I saw it happen with the game and then again with the TV show. Yeah, we all got to experience the yeah. the, <laughs> the chuds. Exactly. And it's like the ending. I mean, the ending of this story is something that is so like mind-boggling to me. Because to me, it's, it's clear as fucking day what they're doing. They're setting up an indeterminate ending to ask the player or the viewer in this case, what do you think about this? There isn't a clear message about what Joel does. And they leave, like, fuck notes, right? Like, we don't even have to get that. <laughs> like, just look at the story, right? Because, like, leading up to the end of the game, Joel is saying, I don't trust fireflies. He basically is saying that, like, he thinks it's false hope, right? Or yeah. that he thinks they're just terrorists, yeah. right? Because he kind of has this, like, Texas libertarian vibe a little bit. So it's like, you kind of, you never know how he feels about these Freedom Fire guys, but he's definitely not a fan of them. You know no. what I mean? Like he's not a supporter. I feel I feel like there's some history there that he he feels like he's gotten fucked over by them. And yeah, and he know. blames them for before he knows his brother's alive. He thinks his maybe they led to his brother's death or disappearance. Right. Yeah. There's not. It's bad blood, right? And so going into it, he already has a bias against them. And then he hears there's this crazy plan that somehow Ellie is going to lead to there being a cure. It's like a hope for all humankind, right? So then he goes on this big journey, and he's kind of like doing it just out of obligation. And then eventually he kind of, he bonds with this, you know, with Ellie. And then eventually he's kind of like, it's his mission too. It's like, all right, hope for all humankind. Let's do this. And then you get to the end and he ends up in a really fucked scenario. And I think it's purposely set up to be indeterminate and weird and fucked up, right? Because like yeah. he gets knocked out. He wakes up in a hospital. He hears, okay, she's already in surgery and she's going to die. Yeah, and she's knocked out. In the game, she almost drowned, and she's yeah. unconscious. Uh -huh. It's a little bit different than the show because yeah. they flashbang them, and she seems to be conscious when they're taken. Yeah, and they say in the show that's like she knows what's up. She wants to do this. She's in surgery. But it's all very indeterminate because you're not supposed to know 
whether this is actually like Ellie consented and wanted to do this or if she was just kidnapped and is about to be fucking vivisected. Right. Like in a dirty hospital. Yeah, yeah. But the more you think about it, you're like, well, they might be rushing because they just evacuated one hospital because they got attacked. They don't know how long they're going to be at this one and they have a potential cure, right? Yeah. So you actually don't know. But Joel hears this and he goes, all right, fuck you guys. I'm going to murder all of you. <laughs> and he does. And he's killing guys and you don't really feel one way or another about it. I, I'm going to push back a little bit because uh, in the game, I feel like there, in the game, there's no music. And in the show, the music, they, they picked the like the saddest song right. from that composer. And it's like very like, you know, gun casings hitting the ground in yeah. like, you know, well, it's supposed it's very, to be fucked It's up. very like dramatic. And I yeah. feel like they made a really good conscious choice with that. Cause when that's happening, it's like, Joel is like full, like this is crass, but school shooter mode. Yeah. yeah and you're yeah. like, dude, what the fuck is yeah. going on right now? You're right. killing everybody. And it's, and it's like, it's, there's no way you can look at that and be like, oh, that's so badass. You know right. what I mean? Whereas in the video game, you're like, you're doing it and you're like, let me huck this Molotov yeah, it's at this guy cool. and, it, yeah, and it's yeah. kind of sick. I guess I am confusing the two now. I definitely agree with you. In the show, I remember me and Monica were like, wow, that's really fucked up. Yeah. You know? But then in the game, it doesn't read like that at all. But it, 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 you, you, it doesn't. You're right. Yeah. He like makes it, you, the, there's a cutscene where he makes the choice and he, you know, just takes the guy out. I think he shoots him like three times in the stomach. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I don't need to know where the, or he's demanding to know where she is and gets the information, then goes up, and then you take over, right? Yeah, yeah. So you, you, in that moment, you could have like, all right, I'm glad, you know, it, it, depending on like where, what you're feeling that moment, you're like, I'm glad he's taking control, or you'd be like, oh, I don't know if this is the right decision. What are you yeah. doing, you know? But there's a moment in both that's the same, which is the moment where you realize that he's totally unhinged and this is not cool, which is where he shoots the doctor. A doctor yeah. points a scalpel at him and he fucking shoots him in the head. Oh, and, and yeah, and in the show, he's just completely not there. He's yeah. just dead-eyed. Yeah. And you don't get that in the game because you're <laughs> you're staring over his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, but so there's a moment where you're supposed to see that, like, okay, this is bad. And then, you know, he rescues Ellie. They get out of there. They have that conversation where he lies to her. And he repeatedly lies to her. And then she says, point blank, tell me the truth. And he lies to her again. Yeah. And that's the end. You know, that's the end of both. And I think that to me, when I saw it, it was so obvious, right? Like I said, that it's like, this is like purposefully indeterminate. You're not supposed to know exactly why that just happened. And you're not really supposed to know how to feel. The story is turning to you and saying, would you do the same thing if you could? And even outside of that, do you co-sign this? Yeah. Because like... And I think that in the game it lands because you've you've been playing it and there's an interactive element. But in yep. the show, I think it lands even better because you've been following these characters and they're really likable. And you've watched them, they're both likable and you've watched them grow to like each other. Yeah. And so you're very emotionally invested. And I felt like going into the show, I wasn't sure if that ending was going to hit the same. Just because it doesn't have that interactive element, you don't feel responsible for all the violence. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if it was going to, you know, have that same impact. But then it was like, oh, it does because they've done really good characterization, really good casting, really good acting. And yeah. so you get really drawn into the story and this relationship. But I still think the point of the ending is the same. The point of the ending is that you don't know whether or not 
Joel rescued Ellie. You know that Joel killed an entire hospital of people and he's a bad person and that he left with Ellie alive. But you don't know if he rescued her. You don't know if he just fucked over like all of humankind. You just, there's a lot you don't know and there's a lot to like process. For sure, yeah. Yeah. There's no, yeah, there's no easy answers. And the, I don't know, I, I, I felt more, um, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think you're right. The show did hit pretty hard and I think it hit harder um, just because I, for for some reason, I was just like, dude, you robbed her. Like when I watched the show, I was just like, you robbed her of what she wanted. And like, that's in the game too. But for some reason in the show, it just felt more, uh, just more impactful a little bit because, you know, um, and also he, and it, I think it's something they did really well in the show was that he immediately starts talking about Sarah uh, after that. And it's like, dude, you, you did this for yourself. Yeah. You know I mean? You didn't do it for her. You did it completely. You couldn't, you couldn't bear to go through that again. There's no way you're going to let it happen again. You failed the first time. You can't fail the second time. Right. You know, you did it completely for you. And I think the show nailed that. And I, I think the game did a good job with that too, but for, you know, I, I think it's just the act, like you said, the acting and the direction and yeah, th- those things just kind of compounded on each other and it, it felt really, yeah, really, really uh, like it nailed that. The, those details being filled in ends up being the whole point of that show. And like the changes to the characters and the characterization and all that ends up being like so important. Yeah. Because that's what draws you in and that's what gives you that similar experience. And I think that's that's ultimately what's so cool about it as an adaptation is that someone can watch it and get the same experience, especially in that emotional way and in that story way, as someone playing the game. Yeah. That's really hard. Yeah. That's really hard to do, but it's like they did it really well. But it's it's interesting to see then that they get some criticism for it, like people saying like, you know, the ending doesn't hit or people saying that like, you know, the fact that there's less violence makes, you know, changes the experience and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, they, they've they just made it workable within this genre. Because if you actually had him kill as many dudes in the show as he does in the game, it would be John Wick. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I mean, John Wick, greatest film franchise of all time, but very different approach to storytelling. Yeah, or it'd than be, the yeah. last. <laughs> yeah, or it'd be you know Metal Gear Shiv on, on whatever, <laughs> depending on what difficulty the the show is playing on. And, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just like it wouldn't. There wouldn't be the space for all of the like stuff, the yeah. story stuff that's in the show, and that that's what's so interesting about watching it is you realize that oh, there actually is like a really rich story with good characters and all stuff underneath everything. You yeah. know? I, and I think that the choices they made, you know, I, I think there are things I can nitpick. and But at the end of the day, I, you know, I just go back to, they made these choices and they worked. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and nitpick things like, oh, there's not enough zombies in the show. It's like, yeah, maybe I would have liked to see a couple more clickers. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, they're... they're, they're there were two moments when I was watching the show, and I think also watching it not episodically week to week, watching it just binging it. Oh, the I second watched it time, week to week. Yeah. I the first time I watched it week oh, to week, yeah, and the yeah. second time I binged it. It didn't bother me as much as the second time, probably because I knew it was coming, and also because I could pick up the next episode right after that. But there was two moments. Uh, there was one where um, 
Joe, 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 <laughs> Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey. No, Joel gets stabbed, right? Before yeah. he, when he almost dies, right? Mm-hmm. He gets stabbed. In the, um, in the game, it's really cinematic, right? It's, it's, uh, it's Nathan Drake, right? He, I mean, uh-huh. it's an action sequence. He falls, he gets some rebar through him. Um, and he just, in the show, it's just, he gets in a fight with a guy and then he doesn't realize it and Ellie looks down and he's got a, you know, a piece of a bat, you know, uh, yeah. stuck in him. And it's super pedestrian. And I didn't, at first I was like, oh, it's kind of lame. Like it just is super simple. Was, and from like a writing perspective, it's like, oh, you know, that's easy to write. He turns, he's got a piece stuck in him. He yeah. got stabbed. But then in thinking about it, it's like, that's real life. Like, if you were going to get constantly in fights with people, you're going to get stabbed at some point. Like, yeah. And you're not going to realize it until it's too late. And then you're just like, oh, shit. You know? Uh, and that, and so that makes it grounded. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like they could have gone the, like you said, John Wick or, or action movie style and had those big moments. Another one was when Ellie shoots uh, the guy to save Joel for the first time. In the game, your head's underwater. And there's like a quick time event happening. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, and in the show, it's just like a regular scene where she like shoots a guy, you know? Yeah. And there's not that like, they could have done some camera trickery to like, to recreate that. But it's like, it doesn't need that. It's like grounded, it's real. Yeah. It feels, it feels lived in and real, you know? Yeah, grounded is a good way to put it. Cause like, that's kind of the, the whole show. Yeah. It's like, it's very grounded. It's very, it's much more focused on people. Yeah. And characters, you yes. know, so it's like even yeah. that episode, like where she shoots that guy, that's the same episode with like Melanie Linsky where they're in, was that, is that, what's, is that Detroit? They change it. It's uh, Kansas City. Kansas in the show. City. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like that whole episode is crazy because it's, you know, it's similar to the, the Bill and Frank episode where it's like, okay, here's a microcosm of these people's life. You get a peek in and you see that like, Oh, there's this whole other thing going on that you know nothing about. You know? Fascist kindergarten teacher takes over. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. I didn't like her character at first. I was like, I was like, why does she have those? Like, why, why is she acting like that? Yeah. <laughs> you know. But then it's like, oh, she's just like a regular person that, like, if you know the, that situation were to occur and she wanted vengeance, it's like that could happen to uh, a, you know, just somebody that's like kind of soft spoken like she is and that could happen. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's a real person. I feel like, I felt like that with a lot of parts, you know, like, like the casting for Ellie, she's like, she seems like a real person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, whereas like in the, in the video game, she's kind of like, almost like cartoonishly like cute as like, yeah. a, as a daughter figure. Yeah. She's like all spunky. And I mean, the, the, the uh, show is version of spunky too, but she's just like, I don't know. If you look at the like original game, not the, like the updated version. It's like very like chair, like she looks like a cherub. Or, or, yeah. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? It's yeah, just yeah. like, uh, it's just like almost cartoonish. Yeah. And it's everyone in the show feels real and like they could exist in the real yeah. world. Yeah. It has that lived in quality, which I think is really good in like this kind of story, the kind of post-apocalyptic story of any kind. Right. But especially yep. with like a zombie thing where everything is just sucks and it's all busted up. It's like, you need that lived in quality. You want things to feel real. You want characters to feel real. And I do feel like they nail that. And and yeah, I mean, I think right away, I know some people were kind of like weirdly like upset that they're like, the characters are a lot more likable. I don't know if that's like true to the source. And it's like, 
Well, the, Which the, character? Well, like the like uh, Joel and Ellie. Like, okay. Just being more likable. And, you know, some people were taking umbrage with that, I guess. But it's See, like, I, I, I thought some people were saying that Ellie was more annoying in the show or, you know, I don't well, know. That's, I think that's why the character is so fucking good. Because she's way more annoying. Like, oh, yeah, she's bratty. She's yeah, super bratty. But, like, in a cool way that at times, like, endears you to the character. And at other times, it's, like, real. Where you're like, oh, my God, I just want to tell you to shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. so bad. Just, like, if you were, if you had to watch your niece or something who was like that, you would just be like, dude. A 14-year-old, yeah. Shut the fuck up. You know, it's like, but the, also, it's, like, a very likable character who's a lot more dynamic and just, like, more interesting. Yeah. And the dynamic that the two characters develop together is also, you know, more interesting. And yeah, like, I don't know. I think those are like really positive changes, I think, to like the story and the characters that I'll just really sell it. But also, once again, I just, the whole show is focused around characters and it's focused around little glimpses in the people's lives, which is I really, that's my favorite shit. Like in this kind of story, if you have like a post-apocalypse or a zombie story, if you can get a little window into like, okay, how do people live? Cause it's an unbelievable scenario, right? Like you would just imagine everyone would be dead. So when you see people living, you're like, okay, how do they live? Like, what do they do? What do they have to do to survive? And that kind of ends up being like the big theme of the show, you know, which is perfect because it's a road trip survival story yeah they're just on the road they're trying to survive they're trying to achieve this goal but the journey is so dangerous that they're just constantly trying to not die yeah and i I feel like that's what makes one so good and tight compared to two yeah is that all that so first of all you're focused on two main characters yeah that are super well-developed, super well-written. Yeah. And then you meet these other characters along the way that are super well-written and they have these interactions that are, you know, are, are really meaningful and inform the two main characters. Right. So it's more about what, how they're affected, right? Right. Whereas in two, you have, I mean, you've got Ellie, uh-huh. but she's, like you pointed out, she's basically just Uma Thurman and Kill Bill at that yeah. point. And then you've got this other cast of characters that do you give a shit about any of those characters? No, no. I like Dina and what's her, um, their friend's name. Oh yeah. 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 He would, uh, he was a good character too. Though I like those two, but then it's like Abby's whole group couldn't give a shit about, well, could not give a shit about them. And the, the problem with that game, if I was looking at it, not, not to reopen this can of work, because th- <laughs> this is literally the most like vociferous, crazy hate mail I've ever gotten in my <laughs> oh, life. Lord. Like crazier than like dudes in real life who actually wanted to murder me, <laughs> like sent me less crazy hate mail than the people who are mad about the last of us two episodes. Like I'm still convinced it's a reason why like, what? We, if we so have, wait, people that liked it were, mad at me that's crazy yeah and i was i see you expect that from the people that hated it right because they were on they're kind of unhinged about it i wasn't expecting people that would everyone was unhinged about this game because the people there are the people who hated it who are like reddit 4chan incel like transphobes and like just confused individuals and like sure like that's a thing right but i don't really count those as people <laughs> like <laughs> it just doesn't scan to me as like a person so i just don't care 
But like this was like people who liked the game who felt the need to defend it because of that shit. And then like I was like trying to make like cogent points about like the game's politics and its story and its gameplay because those those three things are very tightly woven together. Yeah. They just also don't have any point. Like there's no point to any of those things. Like the game doesn't arrive at a conclusion. It just keeps showing you like weird borrowed scenarios. I think the, yeah. the point when when the alleged rapper logic showed up and he was basically like a slave. What? Yes. What? Remember the slave traders who tried yes. to one of them's logic. <laughs> what? Yes. So when logic showed up <laughs> as a slave trader and like a guy who does war crimes that to me was like a clear echo of like what happened in like Bosnia. I was like, what is the point of this? Like your Bosnian war allegory involves the miracle, spiritual, lyrical logic. <laughs> Are you fucking me right now? Yes. Dude, oh I felt God, yeah, dude, I, I did not know that. That's yeah. amazing. But but the Holy pr- shit. Uh, zooming out. He was out. a rattler. <laughs> <laughs> zooming out. I think the problem with that game from a story perspective is that it's scattered. It doesn't so have so scattered, dude. It doesn't have the focus of one. It doesn't have the delivery method of one. It doesn't have the intention of one. And so I feel like the reason that the original game worked was that, like I said, it's it's in either medium, right? So in the video game version, it's a critique of video game violence that's supposed to be introspective for the player. And then in the TV show, it's a story about violence that's supposed to have the viewer ask tough questions about characters they like, right? Yeah. Equivalent experiences for different mediums. You go to two, and, and like in the original one, it uses video game violence as the medium to discuss that. And then in the TV show, it just uses like violence on screen, right? In two, you get to it and it's like, there's no big idea. The big idea in two is like, dude, isn't war like freaking hecked up, dude? And like the the way that they show that is by showing you both sides of a conflict, but it's so undercooked. It lacks any focus. There's no likable characters. So you don't really gravitate towards anyone. Like, yeah, like Ellie and her crew are like fine, but they're so underwritten and thin that like, we never even get a window into what they're thinking or feeling actually. Yeah. And then once you actually start to break it down, this was my big issue, which I'm surprised that like all these people who are saying me hate, hate mail are also, I only have to assume like Ukrainian flag, like Twitter libs, you know what I mean? <laughs> and like these guys like, like miss this point completely. Although I was really, really strenuously trying to make it because I think it's super fucked up, which is that that game very pointedly borrows imagery from real life atrocities, including like war crimes, genocide, ethnic cleansing, slave trading, all this shit. And then puts it in a context where they just fully ignore like huge aspects of the conflict that they're portraying. So like, they're like, we show you both sides. Isn't that crazy? And it's like, "Mm, you actually show me one white lady fighting another white lady, but then there's a bunch of like, maybe possibly brown people who are portrayed as savages who whistle at each other (laughs) and throw spears. And I'm just supposed to go like, (laughs) game of the year, game of the year. Cause it's like, no motherfucker, I'm the one throwing the spears in this diagram. Like, are you? ah, Scars are fucking cool, man. (laughs) (laughs) Like all we learn about them is that they whistle, they're transphobic and they they, like throw spears. They, They should have made Lev like one of the main characters. Like what the fuck? Like the, that that whole game, like one of the co- only actually likable characters. They, also, yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have uh, they could have like 
that game it's it's to me it's like there's something there that's like good you know it's buried in the stru- the structure sucks structure that game sucks. sucks as far as structure goes yeah the like you sh- they should have simple the, the reason why one works so well is like it's so simple it's like yeah. it's the cliche a to b let's go across the country and we'll have some you know adventures on the way and, yeah and you know the friends were it <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know you know exactly the, what you're the real last of us <laughs> yeah were the friends that we might have allegedly Kill made along the way, along yeah. The way. yeah allegedly murdered yes. along the way yeah hobo shame yeah the, <laughs> but so two is like all over the place they should have streamlined it and just been like all right you're you're ellie Maybe you're Ellie at the beginning so you can reconnect with Joel, right? Because we need to get with those characters. And then Abby, like, Abby should have... People hate Abby, like, so much because, you know, you're she's out to hunt down Joel, which I feel like if she had just, I don't know, quit the, the um, Fireflies and just been like, I'm going to go... I've heard about this place in Jackson. I, I'm sick of these fireflies for whatever reason. Just make up one, and then she goes to Jack. She goes to Jackson to like join Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. And then she stumbles into Joel, and she has like a moral quandary. This is the guy that murdered my dad. Am I gonna let it go, or am I gonna fucking kill this guy? Yeah. And then I feel like people would have maybe connected with her character, like, like give her a little bit of like a dilemma. Yeah. Because in the in the game, she's just she hunts him down, and then she brutally murders him. And it's like, yeah, Joel probably deserved that. And it totally makes sense for her character. But like, what if we had found out, we found out like right away that that was her dad. So like, you know what's coming. Mm-hmm. And it's like telegraphed. And and then you don't really have a reason to like her when she's murdering Joel. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, oh, Joel, you kind of got what you deserve. But like, I don't really like this. You haven't given me a reason to really like this character. I understand the character, but I don't really like the character. Well, you know? and that's the thing is like, I think that the other big, huge, glaring issue with the second one is that it it ignores the strengths of The Last of Us, right? So if you're going to call it The Last of Us 2, let's assume that you would play on the strengths, right? And so the strength of the original game, or you'd subvert it, right? Which, like, they don't, they failed at subverting it, so that's off the table. Yeah. The strength of the first one is that you grow, like we've been talking about, you grow to like these characters, and then you see them do horrible things, and you have to shift your frame right. of reference like well do I do I like yeah, these characters you need to like Abby so that when she kills Joel you you understand and you 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 empathize with the character where you're like man I don't like that she's killing Joel but like yeah. I get it and I and I I because you empathize with Abby I feel like that is a, a reason why a lot of people were upset is because I don't think they made her strong enough character that you empathize with her and therefore you, if, you know, if you're simple minded, you're just like, oh, fuck her. You know, she's killing the character I like. Yeah. Right. So you can boil it down to that. But, and then as far as structure goes, I mean, what, two revenge quests that are just like messy and weird. It's like, and like, there's like an intro and then just, just that story gets cut in half and then you see the entirety of their story. And then you see the end of the first story, but then there's like a coda and like, it's a mess. It's a mess. And like, it, it just doesn't land anywhere interesting. The thing I said at the time too, that I fully stand by is that it doesn't have anything to say. And so it ends up just being like emotional torture porn where you're just watching fucked up shit happen to people yeah. over and over. And they're like, there's no other way to describe the ending. Cause like if they wanted, and like, here's the thing, 
But I like sad stories. I like sad anything. I mean, like, have you heard my fucking band? <laughs> Jesus Christ. But it's like, it has to be earned. If you just point the camera at something sad, yeah, that's yeah. just faces of death for sad shit. <laughs> and so it's like, I'm not interested. It's not good. It, it, yeah, they could have, the bare bones of it could have been the same and been good. I mean, the, 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 the ending of that game is so bleak, right? And it, it could have, they could have done it in a way where you are like rooting for her to to just stop. Like, mm-hmm. like <laughs> he's already dead. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah. It, it just they it could have it could have worked, but it just didn't. Um but yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I there's um one of the strengths of like one, I feel like when I was watching the show, I was like this is a really American story. Mm-hmm. And there, to me, like, there's so many themes. And there's, like, the biggest one is, like, love, right? So, mm-hmm. like, love can, like, cause you to do terrible things. And, but then there's, like, also, like, individualism versus collectivism. Right. And they did a really good job with that in the show. Because, like, little things, like, uh, the, uh, the scientist in Jakarta, she basically makes the call that, like, they should bomb the city. And you're like, whoa, that's like, that's pretty hard. You know, that's like a very harsh solution. But then like immediately after that, she like gets upset and is like, I want to go be with my family. And it's like, oh, she's like saying we should bomb the city and she's going to die too with her family. Right. And it's like, that's like a collectivist choice that she's making. And she, there's like an individual consequence to it. And and there's like all these little, like, little moments like uh, when the soldier co- kills Sarah, it's like, that's a collectivist choice that no one agrees with because right. it's fucked up. And it's right. like, all right, just kill these civilians because they might be infected. Um, and then Joel makes an individual choice at the end. And right. it's just like, there's all these like choices that kind of hit on that theme. And I feel like that's why uh, like people are so like hardline and like gung ho on where they fall on the ending and on like the mm-hmm. decisions in the, the game or the show is that like it's a very like American kind of like personal story, mm-hmm. and the like I they said they like did a poll when people played the game about like whether you know Joel made the right choice, and it was like fifty fifty for people who didn't have kids, and then like parents were like one hundred percent Joel did the right thing. I would do that for my daughter. You know, it's right. like he, it's like the trope of like. Like everybody, like I would say, like twenty five percent of males in America think they're like these operators uh-huh. that are like, you know, if 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 this happened, I would be prepared. I would like, <laughs> I could handle the situation. And it's like, <laughs> dude, we <laughs> like we, that's insane. That's like insane, uh, dude. That's actually really funny. Monica and I talked about the same exact thing, exactly right now, and it was so interesting because we're like, you know, people love to talk about like, what would you do in this situation. And I always, I just come up on this show before and I always bleep out my answer (laughs) because I know what I would do and I think I'm right. Okay. Because what I've always said is that. That sounds so dark. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, But isn't that that, the only realistic answer? Yeah. And you'd have to have, like, you'd have to be smart to survive. I mean, you'd have to be able to like manipulate people and manipulate situations and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, 
and it's not just going to be, I mean, there are people, there would be people that are very good at violence that would be successful in that world. Right, right. Uh, and that's what the show definitely shows us is yeah. that there, if you are ruthless uh, and smart, you could probably survive. Right. And it's like, you know, the, the, but the majority of people are, you know, the Dunning-Kruger effect on that is insane. <laughs> yeah, right, right, um, right. You know, you've got a lot of guns at your house. Somebody else is just going to roll up and take them, you know, like, or, you know what I mean? Like, you're just, you're just funding somebody else's, uh, like, you know, ne- point, next stop on the trip. Yeah, dude, I love that shit when you see the the pictures of people's houses where they just live in a normal McMansion, but they have, like, a billion guns. It's like you realize all your windows are glass, right? Like, like, <laughs> and you realize you have two hands, right? Yeah, like, yeah. the most you can hold is two, and that's not really efficient yeah, in terms of aiming or anything. So it's like, what are you gonna do? Like, what is that gonna protect you against? It's you're just uh, you're arming the the army that will move on yeah. from you know your exactly. spot. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. The, the Second th- Amendment guys rock, who are just like, this is for when the government tries to do tyranny. And it's like, yeah, you're, all of your handguns are going to help you against a drone strike. Totally. Well, so, so this is a this is a good thing with the show. So so Bill and Frank, I mm. mean, Bill is that guy. Bill right? is that guy. Right. And so he's got a shit ton of guns. But he, Bill, but there's just, there's not uh, a high percentage of people that are, like, first of all, that situation doesn't make sense because it's just like, okay, he kind of, he knew it was coming, first of mm. all. And he was prepared for it. And then second of all, that, you know, that there's just no threat for a long time. And and then when they're fighting the bandits that like, that come and try to raid their place, they just like walk into the fire. They're like zombies themselves. They like walk into the fire traps and just like yeah. kind of stand there and get burnt. And then like, he's out in the middle of like the street, not behind cover, <laughs> uh-huh. gets shot. And they, and they drag him back in and he somehow, it's like, that's totally what that like guy would do. He'd be in the middle of the street, not yeah, behind cover. Just, just my traps will defend me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's. You know, his. I liked his character a lot, uh, especially in the show. Um, but yeah, it, it makes you think. Like, okay, what would happen? If this went down, like the we're like a fucking powder keg, man. Yeah, like yeah. the 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 insane amount of you know ammunition and weapons in this country. It's just like if there weren't zombies, you know, to like yeah. weed out a lot of those people. It's like <laughs> it's shit's gonna get turned. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, it, it it would be a really a fucking nightmare. Which I, I feel like you know they do a a decent job of portraying, like you know showing like the Kansas City stuff and like some other scenarios where it's like, yeah, people would do really fucked up gnarly shit yeah. to each other just as a matter of course. Cause it's like, eh, I can do that now. No one's here to stop me. Like whatever, you know? Yeah. And, and there would be, yeah, no way to tell who's a, a bandit quote unquote and is not, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think everyone would more or less be a bandit. It would just be like Mad Max rules, basically, <laughs> where it's just like, get in the car, loser. We're going to shoot indiscriminately at any other thing that's a car. <laughs> you know, like, like I, I think that, that that's exactly what would happen. And yeah, no, it's, it's, I think they do a good job of, 
of portraying that and just how like desperate the whole struggle is. And and yeah, like obviously it's a it's a story. You know, people don't die when they would obviously die in real life or whatever, but they do a good job of portraying just how bleak and desperate that whole situation would be, I yeah. think. And the, and the people that seem to be, for the, a lot of the people they run into are, that aren't, you know, marauders or whatever you want to call them, uh, that are just like straight up murdering people all the time, uh-huh. are, seem to be people that can manipulate other people or like, you know, that, that are, um, that's, you know, it, it's just, it, it's, you know, kind of just like how society is now. They're, they're people that can lead other people. Right. Uh, and Charismatic. Those, yeah, exactly. Like whether it's the cult guy or the, the kindergarten teacher. I, just, I, don't, you know, I, don't yeah. know. I don't know what she actually is. That's what she is in my mind. It's kindergarten teacher. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's cool. I think, I think it's, it does a really good job of portraying the important aspects of that story. You know, like, like talking about the American aspects and, and showing how society would sort of work and, and not work in that scenario. Um, yeah, and I, I think that's kind of crazy. You know, we were talking about two. I think that's another problem I had with two is that they kind of widen the scope, but they don't show much more of interest. Like, Abby's getting to look at Abby's society is interesting, but that's kind of all it is. You sort of get a look and then she's off on her own. Yeah. Um, I guess the same with like the, the Jackson people where it's like, yeah, you, you get a look, but then you're kind of off on your own. Yeah, there's no story with them. It's just kind of like background. Yeah. It, like it kind of shows you with Abby, like, all right, this is how she grew up. This is why she's jacked as fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. She's a war, she's in a warrior society. Yeah. That, that They're is, a military society. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. But I, I felt, I felt like, but yeah, I, I would definitely be interested to see what they would do with that in the TV show. Yeah. I think they can, they can, they'll have to acknowledge that they kind of failed in the game, uh-huh. which I don't think they're willing to do. No. I think that they're, I think they know they knocked it out of the park with the first one. So they're like, all right, we can we can do this and change some stuff. Whereas it's like, you got to do a lot of rewriting with the second one. And I don't yeah. know. I mean, I'll be, they, I mean, they do have uh, Craig Mazin, the showrunner, one of the showrunners to do that. Right. So it's an outside influence to be like, here's what I think worked. Here's what I think didn't. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a, it's a big rewrite, you know? Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I think I think if you expand on the, give us a lot more with the scars, give yeah. us a lot more with the uh, the wolves or the the military society, give us some insight into why that conflict is happening. Yeah. Uh, why you know, and then and then human, you know, like that was the point. Like you said, is that they were trying to humanize both sides, and it's like you didn't really do a good job <laughs> of that. So no. give give us like make Lev a, a character, you know? Show us the backstory yeah, of Lev yeah. and not just be like, okay, here's the you know, you, the person that you saved from this society. Give us the society so that we can understand, you know, their side of things and understand that, right? Yeah. Well, and I think too that like that game has a big problem and maybe both games do, but it just seemed a lot more apparent to me in the second game, I think because they were trying to hit these like harder emotional beats. There's a problem with characters kind of being blank until they're violent. It's mm. like they're blanks and then their emotional catharsis is just violence. And it's it's very boring. 
I don't, I'm not saying I have some moralistic problem with it. I'm not like Tipper Gore or whatever. Like, <laughs> I just think it's, it's really boring. Like, and it's just, not, it doesn't endear you to the character. It doesn't make you interested in them. Like, you need to give them more depth. So like, Abby's a character that they just need to start over with. Cause that's her to a T. She's a blank. Yeah. And then she's does a violence. And that's her two modes. Yeah, and she does like she does two things that um, that make her not a likable character. She kills Joel, and then uh-huh. she also has sex with um one of the people in her friend group who yeah. is, has impregnated somebody else. Yeah. And so like that's kind of fucked up. Like why are you yeah. because she's the one coming out of him from what I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah. so it's like you could rewrite it. Like have the have the pregnant lady, like have them have the the boyfriend of the pregnant lady, like have the boyfriend maybe coming on to Abby and then the pregnant lady like notices this and then like leaves Abby to die at the hands of zombies as like kind of like revenge or something. Give us something that makes something, Abby yeah. more likable. I mean, yeah. she's just not, she's garbage. Yeah, I mean, the, the, it's a, I agree 100%, but it's a problem with every character in the game. Cause even like Ellie, right? Like Ellie, you don't have to do any work. We already like Ellie. We're all team Ellie. But then yeah. like in this game, she's such a blank and then she just flips out and does violence and like even like there's a there's like a little kind of intermission or interlude before she goes on that final push to go find abby and kill her where she's at home and she's like it's like showing her having this like domestic life that she's about to abandon and that whole part is such a fucking bummer because i remember playing it and just being like I know what you're trying to do. I know what you're setting up, which is like, look how good she has it. And she's about to throw it away. But like, you don't, once again, you don't interrogate what's going on with her mental state. You don't learn anything about her. There's like a note you can read that's like, kind of suggests she has PTSD. And it's like such bullshit. Cause it's like, I need more work to really understand why this character decides to just throw her life away. Cause that's what she does. Yep. And that's what ends up happening. That's the end of the game is she threw her life away. And it's like, I need more work if you're going to do that. I'm not against that story or that being the story. I'm not against that at all, but I need more work to justify this massive fucked up choice that you've made, right? It's, It's daring, but it's like, you need to justify it. Yeah, I mean, the only the two reasons they gave were like Tommy shows up like a fucking madman and is like, <laughs> yeah. I, found, I know where Abby is. We gotta go kill her. Not like, a good pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. looks all fucked up. Exactly. Like, Get out of here, dude. Yeah, and then she and then she has like the PTSD like you know uh, episode or whatever and flashback and so like I get what yeah like you said I get what they're going for is that she can't move on so it's like in order to move on I have to like. I have to finish it. I have to fucking take the ring to Mount Mordor or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mount Doom or whatever in Mordor and like finish it, the job. But you're right. That's, that's like a huge character, like Leap. motivation yeah. that they kind of, I don't want to say they gloss over cause they tell us why, but it's not a deep why. No, it's, and it's not enough. It's not enough. I think that was my whole thing. And it's like, I really think that's kind of the whole problem of the game. One of the big problems of the game, like (laughs) in a microcosm right there is it's like they're making these big daring choices. Like they're jumping all the way out the window, right? With these, these plot choices, character choices, whatever. But then they're like 
it's because they know there's a safety net. Like they're not going all the way. Like if you want to know what I think would have been like the actual choice that would have just been like in fucking sane, Abby the whole time. But Mel Gersaw too. But like no, like full, <laughs> no solid snake intro, no tanker. Like whoa, like, okay, Im- okay, but here's yeah, so the no, thing: no, 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 Ellie, Joel, none, none, none of okay. it. Just Abby. And then there's two ways you can do it, right? Number one is you do it exactly the way they did it in the game, but with no Ellie's story. So you only see her as like this distant antagonist. Oh yeah. Or okay, you do what you just okay, because like. I don't know, like half an hour ago or something, you described <laughs> such a fucking sick pitch for The Last of Us 2 that I'm still like thinking about it, which is that what if Abby abandoned the wolves, goes to live in Jackson, builds a life, and then realizes Joel killed her dad yeah. and basically goes on this horrifying interpersonal journey to and decide to kill Joel. Then she leaves and Ellie chases her. And that's the whole game. Yeah. That would be such a cool game. And what would be the coolest way to do it is to have you only play as Abby. So Ellie and Joel are in the game as side characters. That would be insane. That would have been so cool. But it's like they really, they they made a quote unquote daring game that pulls all of its punches. Yeah. And then, so it just doesn't work. Yeah. And then you could even like, yeah, you could even have like Lev in the game, uh, with Abby mm-hmm. and then Ellie's trying to kill you and Lev and you're like what the fuck Ellie <laughs> yeah, you know because like <laughs> that's the thing is like I feel like they, they that would have been so much cooler and so much more in line with the themes of the first game because like in the first game a big theme is like Joel you love him he's my dad and then he's like oh never mind he's Pol Pot he loves killing people <laughs> you know and so it's like that's like a big theme and I think in the second game like they kind of try to do that with Ellie but it doesn't land because it's like, no, like I'm still, if I'm on anyone's side in this whole stupid story, it's Ellie still yeah. up until the end. And then I just am annoyed with her because she yeah. threw her life away. Yeah. And no, and every, I don't think anybody uh, goes to the farm and is like, oh, we should definitely leave the farm and go track down. Ab-. Nobody is on her side for that decision. Right. So there's no like ambi- ambiguity there. There's, right. It's just like. You dummy, why'd you do that for? <laughs> now you're hanging out with Logic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now you're stuck listening to Logic's new album in his gamer day. <laughs> yeah. But also he's got she you chained up, up listening to Logic, the worst <laughs> form of psychological torture. Yeah. yeah, exactly, dude. Oh my God, the biracial bane got you all tortured <laughs> out. Fuck! <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, there's just so much they could have done with it. And but that I think that's why I'm I'm interested to see what they do with the second season. I'm not against them. I think it's more interesting to see what that. they do with yeah. the second than the first because we knew how the first was gonna end. Yeah. Uh I guess we they'll probably just keep the ending for the second, but they they can I feel like they can do so much more with changes and with with really fleshing out the themes because the first game, like the we like we said, the theme is like love and love can lead right. to like terrible things. In the second game, they say that the theme is is hate and like how hate can can like consume you and it can be like just as it can be a form of love almost. Like you mm-hmm. you hate something so much that it's like you're obsessed with it, right? Just like you would be with somebody that you loved. Um, but it's not nearly as strong. Like no. not near the execution on that is like so wishy washy. Yeah. And so it's like take yeah. take that theme and like 
like you said, it kind of boils down to, uh, you know, the, the violence bad. We, we, like two is very heavy handed on that. Yeah. Um, and if they could take, they can take that theme and and really flesh it out and make it interesting because we've mm-hmm. all seen stories that are like, yeah, hate is a powerful emotion, but like, how can you sell us on it being like something interesting that we haven't seen before? You know. Well, and that's the thing is like, if if the theme is supposed to be hate, then they totally missed all of the most interesting angles on the story, right? Because like. When you look at hate, the idea of hate, there's like, there's, well, there's probably a million layers to it, but you can boil it down and oversimplify it to two, right? It's interpersonal hate. I hate that fucking guy. That guy's an asshole. And then there's like societal hate, which is like racism, bigotry, these sorts of things. Yeah. And I think that the the, the real weakness in two is that they don't decide which one they want to focus on and go into depth, so they don't do either. They portray both. Like I said, they, yeah, both are in the game. There's a there's a fucking ethnic cleansing in the game, which once again, for no reason, which is like, all right, you win the fucking H-Han award of the day for like <laughs> ter- biggest turd, but like, why did you do that? Um, but like, you, you know, like they portray it and they portray characters hating each other for personal grudges. Like you killed my dad. No, you killed my dad. Oh shit! We killed each other. It really dad. is the yeah. "you killed my dad" like, <laughs> like versus. They should be like, "Oh, we're best friends now." They, they needed the uh, the 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 split screen um, Death Stranding like Higgs Sam fight, you know, <laughs> yeah. where they're just like rock 'em sock 'em robots. They need with that with <laughs> Ellie and Abby. That's what was missing from the end of that game. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, and I, you know, I was thinking about this too when I was thinking about like the reaction to Last of Us 2 versus the reaction to Death Stranding. Because I feel like Last of Us 2, it's like universal acclaim. And and like the only people who hate it are like weird bigots, basically. And but me. Nobody, but no one's saying it's as good as one. I mean, I, if you can find somebody that's like, oh yeah, it's mm. it slapped as hard as one. I, I guess. I, I didn't think of it that way. But like, I find it's really interesting with Death Stranding. I feel like the more time passes, the more people crawl out of the woodwork saying they hate Death Stranding. And I think at the end of the day, Death Stranding is a work of art that's almost like made to make the audience uncomfortable. Like there's a lot of things that are purposefully like slow and monotonous and weird that are like trying to make you uncomfortable. And The Last of Us 2 feels like the opposite. It feels like they were trying to make like Platoon or something for the (laughs) PS4. Like it felt like they were trying to do like a big crowd-pleasing war movie, you know, saving Private Ellie or some shit. (laughs) And, And like, I find that so interesting that like, you know, putting aside like weirdos, like actual weirdos, like, you know, once again, like racists, right wing, whatever, weirdos, putting that aside, it's like, yeah, this people do eat this shit up because it's just like the big war movie, you know, and it's like, yeah, don't don't think about the details. It's fine, you know, and yeah, I, I feel like there is an element of that in too, you know? Yeah, I, w- I would say so. Uh, the, you know, scars versus wolves, I, I don't think I think the cool it was the rule of cool on that one yeah they were just like ooh you know these this cult like society that that has the cool whistle like you said 
and then versus the military. It's like it's like aliens. It's like oh, we'll just do more, like bigger, yeah. bigger, and more. But it also reads exactly like Avatar, where it's like no, 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 no. The the blue guys are cool, and it's like you realize how you could see this as like really racist, right? <laughs> like like no, they're cool. They fuck each other with their tails. And like okay, guys, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Avatar too wet. That was that was dope. <laughs> Nah, that was the worst three hours I've ever had in a fucking theater, dude. I ain't never seen an Avatar, and I'm trying to keep it that way. Yeah. Dog. Until what? Cole makes me watch one for Turn It Off, I'm not watching that shit. The Last of Us ultimately works as a TV show because it's a good story. And in adapting it, they just fleshed it out and made it better, put more writing time into it, made it work in the new medium. And it's like, yeah, guess what? It's visually interesting. It's really well-directed, great acting. It's fun to watch. You're always curious what's going to happen next. It's unpredictable. So you have one episode that's a thrill ride action thing. The next episode is a character drama with only two characters. You know, it's like, that's good. (laughs) Good TV. These are classic good TV things. Things that make what make a TV show good. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of how you do it. Thank you.